from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT is where you're listening in. You're also watching us on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT. So, however, you're connecting with us, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And we are obviously always inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Uh, very happy to have this gentleman on the broadcast. We talked about Hawaii and having more. Uh, players come from there on the show. I never had anybody from Hawaii on the show, and now we have two players from the uh, the islands, and I'm very excited to have Austin on the broadcast with us. He is a 2021 college football recruit uh, playing offensive tackle and has uh, a few offers here so far, including one from Syracuse, and so I'm happy to bring him on here from the islands. They are six hours behind us in time which is crazy some island time going on and austin cowhey is with us here austin how you doing today i'm doing good happy to be here now austin i i gotta ask you uh, you know and and i almost got it right and i know i said it to you off the air but when i interviewed uh Kaylin ellis also from hawaii i said hawaii so i used the w but you told me that you got to make that w into a v so i was close but it's Hawaii. So how many people say it wrong? Um, everyone I know. <laughs> okay. Everybody you know says it wrong. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so have you been to the States a lot or no? I've been, I've only been up there once and I've only been to California. Okay. And it's funny because I say the States and I mean the United States, which obviously Hawaii is a part of, but you're off on the islands to yourself. Does it feel, I mean, I, I guess you've been to California and obviously you, you grow, you, you've been growing up in, uh, in Hawaii, but does it feel like, does it feel like the United States of America or is it kind of like, yeah, we're considered part of the U S but we just kind of do our own thing. I mean, because you're so separate from everything else. So what's life like in Hawaii? Does it feel like you're part of the United States or does it kind of just feel like it's its own place? Not really. I feel like it's, we're just our own island and we're just considered to be a part of the United States. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like we're all together. Like so, in the 50, Like we're the 50th state. So, I mean, being being away from everything, you know, I, I've heard that, you know, when when we look at the culture of Hawaii, it's it's there's something so special about it that it goes beyond that family is important. Respect is important. It seems like life is I don't want to say more appreciated because I know there's people all over this country and, you know, some value life and, and value what's going on and some people kind of lose it as they get busy throughout the day but it seems like Hawaii has a tradition that is rich in family and in staying connected would you say that um I think it's because since the island is so small and we're all pretty much we have family all over the island so it brings everyone together and people cherish family and each other's company 
how would you describe the culture of Hawaii if you had to put some uh, some words to it? What words would you use to describe the culture? Uh, some words I would use would be love and um, probably unity because everyone loves each other and everyone comes together as a family. Do you feel like, I know when I was speaking with Kalen, he's like, not a lot of people fight. It just seems like people most of the time get along. Would you agree with that? I mean, is, you know, when, when you're on, when you're in Hawaii and you're, you're going, you know, from island to island, does it feel almost like there's more maybe respect or calmness and, and not so much anger to fight? I mean, they say it's paradise, but describe it for me. I mean, is it, does it feel like a peaceful place that's full of love? All the time, most of the time? How do you take it? Well, I don't think it's love all the time because in everywhere, no matter how good it looks, there's still everyone has their own problems. And I just feel like everyone, like Hawaiian people, they just love each other. Like, even if they were to fight, they'd be able to, you know, make it good after and make it right and not keep, like, grudges between everyone and just loving each other. So that for you, I mean, being being from there, speaking once again with Austin Cowhey from, you know, the 2021 incoming college football recruiting class to, to be in that culture, like you said, nothing's perfect all the time, but there's love. You know, we're going to find our way through it. It may not be great every single moment, but there is this we'll find our peace, we'll find our way back. Is that just is that just the culture? Is that just something that's been passed down tradition, you know, uh, traditionally from generation to generation that no matter how upset you are, or how angry you are, there's a, there's a certain level of expectation in Hawaii. Yeah, I think there is because my grandparents used to always tell us like after siblings fight, every, every siblings fight. And after we fight, we always have to make up. And that's between friends too, whether they're blood family or not. You just have to make it right and not keep problems in between everyone. So for you to have this, you know, beautiful culture and uh, very special culture, I've always wanted to come to visit Hawaii. I haven't been there yet. I plan on going there. And now that we're all kind of sitting at home, it makes you think about the places that you haven't been to yet. But what can you say about growing up there and what you've appreciated about your own life? Oh, I love growing up here. It's, you know, it's not... What can I say? Like, I have a big family. So, since the island is so small, or, like, the islands are close together, we're all able to connect and spend a lot of time together. So we're not, like, distant from... The only family members we're distant from are up like in the United States, the main area. And all my majority of my family is here, so we're able to spend time together and build relationships. How beautiful is it? I mean, we, we see pictures, we hear about things, but how beautiful are these islands in your opinion? I mean, does it ever get old to wake up in the morning and be you know be in Hawaii and get to see the the kind of majesty of it all does it ever get old never where when I wake up in the morning I look out I can look out my window and see like the grass plain and the nice green mountains and I just love looking at it 
So, I mean, I know it says uh, Honolulu for you, but where are you from from? Like, how would you just like where in Hawaii? Because I feel like so many people know maybe Oahu or Honolulu or something like that. But where is your family from? My family's from Nanakuli. It's on the west side of Oahu. It's more of the, like, mm, the ghetto. The It's considered the ghetto side, kind of. Like, where all the homeless people, high school dropouts, where people, that's, like, the stereotypes of that area. But the family and the people there, they're all loving, and it's a one big family. So for you growing up, what could you say about your culture and, you know, for you and your family, you said coming from where your family comes from, it has, you know, a connotation of dropouts and whatnot. So how how would you describe growing up there and having that negative connotation? I, I never, like, believed those stereotypes, but we just work. Everyone there works hard for what they have. And they just try to do their best and provide for their families. And, you know, some people don't have a lot there. And a lot of them live off the land. They hunt, they fish, some farm. And they all just work hard. The whole area, people are just hard workers. And for, I mean, what has your family done? What's What's been, you know, kind of their, like you said, uh, you know, different jobs that you could do and hunt and fish and whatnot. Your family comes from a line of what? What's what's the typical work for your family? Uh, we don't have a specific one, but we're like all, we we'll do everything kind of. I have family that hunts, fish. I have people that farm. Currently, we're growing, in our backyard, we have, um, we're growing food and whatnot. So having that experience and, and being able to, you know, uh, grow up there and, and have that lifestyle and whatnot, you obviously got a, an offer from Hawaii, you know, the, the home school, so to speak, and a couple other offers, uh, Navy and Syracuse. Hawaii, obviously, is, is your home, and there's that connection to that culture. Navy has a connection to your culture because somebody that I have spoken with for the last at least seven years that I truly respect, the head coach of Navy, Kenny Amatololo, is from Hawaii. And in Syracuse, Dino Babers, the head coach, has a connection to Hawaii as well. So what does it mean to you to have uh, these three offers so far with connections? Obviously, Hawaii is, you know, the home university, but Navy and Syracuse also have connections to your homeland. So what does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It shows that hard work and chaos and that you put your mind to something and you can achieve it. And even if, even though Hawaii has like the home connection since they're on Oahu, um, I don't think it really matters if you're from here. Like if the college is, has more Hawaiians and more cultural connections, because I feel like everyone can, everyone, no matter what culture, can show family values or love or aloha. And they don't have to be Hawaiian to show it. Yeah. So for you, like you said, I mean, just because Hawaii is, is there doesn't mean that you can't find these connections elsewhere. Uh, what can you say about Navy? How much do you know about them? How much do you know about Coach Kenny Matalolo and 
and his connection to Hawaii and, and whatnot. What can you say about uh, Navy and the offer that they've given you and, and maybe how much you know about that connection? Um, I don't know much about Coach Ken, but I've been talking to Coach Stutzman, Billy Ray, and he came down in around January to talk to us, me and a couple of teammates. And I wanted to pursue some type of engineering in college because when I was younger, my uncle used to be an engineer. So I always thought it was cool to fix like cars or how we used to fix our bikes. And I know they have a really good engineering, like they're good at engineering schools. So I wanted to, I don't know, I was interested in it. So, like you said, you don't know much about Ken, Coach Ken's story, but you have uh, some knowledge about Navy. Navy obviously has three opportunities. Uh, at any school you go to, you're going to be a student and an athlete. At Navy, you're going to be a student and athlete, but first part of the Naval Academy. Does that interest you to be a part of the United States Navy and, and just what you can say about out that element of it? Oh, well, I never had – I had some uncles and aunties in the military, but none that were, like, heavy into it none none that pursued it a lot but i'm interested in it it's not something i turn down or turn away from i'm open to anything so you have that connection uh, obviously uh, to navy like you said that openness to navy uh, syracuse has offered you recently as well and i saw that on twitter you put a uh, mahalo to uh, mike cavanaugh the offensive line coach who would be your position coach if you came to Syracuse. What can you tell me about the offer from Syracuse and how much you know about them? Um, it was, I wasn't expecting it. We were only talking for maybe a week, but I was really grateful for the opportunity and I appreciate it. I don't know much about the school itself, but I know some stuff about Coach Mike. He used to be the coach at Hawaii and he coached my head football coach, Coach Abu, and he also recruited my college counselor, um, Marcus Kaunohi, and he recruited him to play at Hawaii. So knowing that Mike Cavanaugh has a connection there, not just uh, with, with uh, Coach Dino Babers, but also with Mike Cavanaugh, what can you say about that? Like you said, you don't maybe know a ton about Syracuse, but you know about Coach Cavanaugh. What does that mean to you that even though Syracuse is, you know, six hours ahead of time away and obviously a good distance from Hawaii, what does it mean to you to still have that connection back to home if you were to choose Syracuse? Um, I think it'd be good because it connects it can connect me to like the people over here that have connections with Coach Mike or the Syracuse football program. And like we can all help each other. Support each other. So we're speaking here uh, once again on Wake Up Call with Dean Tortora inside of the Chinese Men's Wearing Tuxedo Studios with Austin Kauhi from Hawaii, and he is in the 2021 incoming recruiting class at the offensive tackle position. Three offers at the time that we're talking right now uh, obviously, Hawaii, uh, Navy, and Syracuse. What can you tell me about these three offers? And I know we talked a little bit about Navy and a little bit about Syracuse, but all of these have a connection to your home, a connection to your culture in some way. So what can you say about maybe trying to learn a little bit more about the schools that have offered you so far? Uh, overall, I'm just trying to learn about the benefits for 
not just for football, but for after football and my future and my life. And I'm just trying to uh, figure out the best school that would help me um, in my lifetime and with my family in the future. And just finding the best opportunity for me. In my opinion, when it comes to your state, when it comes to Hawaii, not only do you send talent to the US, the USC's and the UCLA's and, and obviously Hawaii's of the world and the Navy's of the world and so on and so forth, but that talent goes to the NFL. And I've had opportunities to be around that talent. What can you tell me about the islands? What is it in Hawaii that just seems to have... It seems to be a great breeding ground for talent for football that not only is good in high school and in college, but also translates to the NFL. What is it about Hawaii that we ha- that we see this talent just emerge and end up playing on Sundays in the NFL? Well, I think it's the attitude of the people. Like even I know everywhere works hard. Everyone around the world they work hard, but I feel like Hawaii we just have a different mindset than other people just work and don't complain and you do what you have to do to get stuff done and you work hard and even when we're young like even in kindergarten I know people you get licking by your parents like whoopings and it teaches you to be tough and yeah. So for you, you know, to learn in your culture and to be tough and to come from a place that is full of love and, and full of appreciation, do you feel a sense of a sense of maybe brotherhood or connection to these players that have come from whether you knew them or not, that have come from the islands because of the fact that, you know, like you said, there's there's this there's this love, tough love, hardworking mentality and it just seems like there's it's a strong breeding ground for talent like I had said before do you feel a connection to those that have come before you and and do you feel a sense of responsibility to continue to put on a good reputation for Hawaii yeah I do feel like we all have responsibility growing up here and you know we're not come here we're not that much exposed. We're not that exposed to other places. We're just like used to our little island. And I feel like everyone wants to make it big. And everyone's just going to work hard to be the next CEO or be the next Bill Gates or something like that. Yes. Proving people that even though our island is so small, we can also dream big. And having those dreams, what were your dreams growing up? Was it always to play football? Do you have other dreams? Did you have dreams before football, what what have, you know, what have kind of, when you look up at the stars on a, a beautiful, beautiful place in paradise, what have your dreams been as a kid growing up? Uh, well, I never played football until I was in eighth grade. So I wasn't, I was not into football at all. And, but before that, I, I was like a local boy. I just wanted to go to the beach all day and go hunting, go hunting all the time. But I realized that you can do bigger things in life. So for you, like you said, you didn't start playing football until eighth grade. What made you start playing football? All my friends, they convinced me. So I went out one day and I just tried out. 
so your friends tell you, hey, you should go play football, and you go out there one day, and what happened? What happened the day that you finally gave it a chance? Um, all we did was run, and I didn't like it that much. <laughs> so, so, but then once we started getting to the football, like actually doing football stuff, I realized that it was pretty funny. So, do you like running now, or is that still something you don't like? I like doing it. Because, you know, now I don't really care if you run because I know it just helps you and makes you better. So for you, you go out there first day, your friends say, hey, let's go do this. And you run, you don't like it. But once you start playing the football, like actual activity of of playing the sport itself and, you know, maybe putting pads on and hitting a little bit, you start to fall in love with it. How quickly did you fall in love with the sport? And once you started getting into the actual groove of it, how long did it take before you fell in love with it? Uh, I think it was, well, the first year was my best year because I didn't know what to do. So I was mostly on the sidelines watching. But ninth grade year was when I fell in love with it because I had a stupid coach. And I want to shout that coach's name out. Who, why you said he was a super good coach? What's the coach's name, and and what did uh, what did he do? How did he help your game to make you so much better? Um, his name is Coach Nate Nam, and he was a top five linebacker when he played football. So he never did play online, but he knows how to play online, and he teaches it really good. And he was able to teach me everything I need to know, all the techniques I need to know, and. When I went up to varsity after, it everything he taught me, it helped and it helped. It all came together, and it was able to provide me these three offers. Speaking here with 2021 offensive tackle recruit Austin Kauhi from Hawaii here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Austin, looking at your game, like you said, coach taught you how to play the offensive tackle position. What are your best attributes? What would you say are the best pieces of your game at this point? Well, I think I'd have to I'd have to create my um, length, my arm length, uh, my footwork. I'm able to move fast. I know some big boys that aren't able to move. And I'm able to move, keep up with people. And I'm in shape, so I'm able to play all four quarters. And then on the other side of it, as far as areas of work, where would you like to work on the most in your game? Um, I like to work on getting bigger and heavier and stronger. Fair enough. And obviously with everything going on with coronavirus, it has changed some things for a lot of recruits. What's what's life been like for you? I mean, is, is it pretty status quo on – you know, on the islands, you know, how is it in Hawaii? Do you have to stay away from one another? Do you have to social distance? Or, you know, are things kind of just going on as they typically do? What's like, because you're out on the islands, obviously not connected to any of the states. So if there's a spread in Pennsylvania, they could come into New York or New Jersey, whatever that may be, doesn't affect you the same way. But obviously there's air travel that could and and obviously and you know different travel with cruise line ships and, and whatnot. So, what's life like in Hawaii? Is it the same as what you're seeing in the states, or is it different? Um, I feel like it's better and it's not that like as bad because even though the states are small, we're able to sort of contain it 
so, when everyone's just staying quarantined at home and staying clean and staying safe. So when you're quarantined in paradise, what is that like? Because I'm sure a lot of people that are listening and watching right now would love to be quarantined in Hawaii. I think that's fair to say. So you're quarantined in, a, in, in, in essentially you're quarantined on vacation to a lot of people's mentality. So what's it like to be quarantined in a place that people refer to as paradise? Um, I feel like it's normal for me already because it's just my home and I've been here forever. So it's not like super cool, I guess. It's like regular, like you've been in your house. So for you, you have this, and like you said, I kind of have to go with what's going on with the times and in the world. I want to get to a little bit of football before we get into rapid fire. But before we get to a couple other pieces in football, I want to stay with the coronavirus. What has it taught you as a person on maybe how to appreciate your day-to-day, appreciate the fact that you get to play football, your friends, whatever it may be? What has this pandemic done for you personally in this world? Uh, it's me to appreciate, you know, just being able to go out in the world, seeing new things and going to places. And since Corona and the uh, sub-quarantine, I've uh, just been at home working, lifting. So it gets boring sometimes, but it's all for a uh, good reason. You're, you're at home, so family's cooking, I'm sure, doing what you can to uh, make sure that you, you got you got some positives there. So, you know, getting around getting around and just maybe hanging out, watching some TV, whatever it may be. What are your favorite? Give me something native to Hawaii that is your favorite dish. Do you have something that just really is, if you could have anything at the house, this is what you would want for dinner? That's hard to pick. Or you could give me a couple if you got a few. Well, yeah, I can't pick one, but just the uh, general Hawaiian food. I love it with kudo pig, poi, lao lao, and those three, those are good. And so for you, I mean, this is, I mean, when is... When is a feast, so to speak? When do you celebrate? Is it something that you try to do a lot? Because you talk about, you know, the roast and and all of this, and it sounds fantastic. Do you, is this just typical dinner, or is this special event dinner? What's it like? Uh, it's not a typical dinner, but um, you can eat it as a typical dinner if you'd like to, but... People usually eat it on special occasions or like family gets there. This. So, have you done anything special with all this going on and every you know people being at home and whatnot? Have you kind of put together a little mini feast for the house? I mean, do you have? Do you, you know? Did your parents say to you, "What do you want?" That's you know, like if you could pick anything, did you do that with the family yet or? Or maybe, if not, I'm giving you an idea right now that you can have your parents listen to. If you were to have a special moment, what would be what would be on your menu if you could do it? And, and have you done anything special during this coronavirus to kind of lift everybody's spirits? Um, I've been cooking the, last week. I've been cooking dinner every day. Um, I picked up a new hobby, I guess. I just love cooking. 
So you started you started cooking for the family. What have you been making? I tried to make a pasta, carbonara pasta, but it wasn't the best. So I tried again the next day, and it came out a little bit better. And then I've been cooking barbecue, you know, steak, hot dog, sausage. Um, the next day I made like a pork and beans dish, then hamburger and cumin mushroom, then I made locomocos. It's like food that people like. Now, what are locomocos? Um, it's like a hamburger patty with eggs on it and gravy over rice. So basically when all this is done, Austin... I'm going to go ahead and just fly to Hawaii and uh, and you can make dinner. Is that fair? Can we do that? Is that? <laughs> I mean, paradise, you're cooking. You picked up a new hobby, though. I mean, that's got to be. Did you ever cook before? I mean, is this a is this a like trial and error? I'm just going to do this because I'm home or or have you cooked in the past? Uh, I've been cooking since I was in third grade, I think. Good for you. So, who's in the house with you? Who do you Who do you all have in the house? Um, I have my mom, my siblings, and my grandparents. So you got your mom, your siblings, and your grandparents. So who is now? You've been cooking lately, but who's typically making making the food there? Mm, maybe my mom or my grandma. So what's the best dish that mom makes, and what's the best dish that grandma makes? My mom makes really good chicken alfredo. Okay. And my grandma makes really good um, pork and beans and hot dog. All right, fair enough. Now, it, it, does grandpa cook at all or no? No, not really. So he just eats. He just waits for the food, says what he wants, and then he's he's the taste tester, so to speak. Yeah, he's a taste tester. Good for, good for grandpa. Now, how many siblings do you have? I have three. And I'm the oldest. So, so you have three. You're the oldest. So, what what's life like being the big brother to your sibling? How many brothers and sister? I mean, altogether you have three, but brothers, sisters. What's the makeup? I have two brothers and one sister, and I have to every morning. I have I've been cooking breakfast for them, getting them ready, making them, getting them outside the house, and not playing video games all day. So you have. So you're essentially. Help it take care of them. You got your mom. Sounds like you're the man of the house. You got grandma and grandpa in the house taking care of your siblings. Do you like that? I mean, you're a young man. You you obviously are, are you know working for college football for the opportunity to play, and you will have that opportunity. But do you feel like you almost had to grow up faster than maybe some other people because essentially you're the man of the house in a way? Yeah, I think I had to grow up really fast and shape up. And I don't think it's hard to do it's like the easy stuff, like taking care of yourself at the same time and just taking care of your siblings too. What's that been like for you to enjoy your childhood, enjoy being a young man, but at the same time, almost, you know, be a, a, a father figure for your, your younger siblings. I mean, how do you balance enjoying your life? And at the same time, trying to help out your your mom and your grandparents. Um, it's not that hard because my mom and grandparents they all work hard to help us, so I'm not like the only one taking care of them. But it's not a stressful thing. It's not hard to do. Just cooking when I make food, make them too. 
like just adding them in into everything I do. That coming from Austin Calhe here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Austin, you know, before we get to rapid fire, I just got to commend you on this. You know, I mean, you you're obviously good at football, and you have you know teams looking at you from across the country and and whatnot. But I think before we we say anything else, I want to say thank you to you for you know being so much more than what a, a young man should have to be. I I know that you say, hey, it's easy, it's what I do. You know, you're probably used to it by now. But at the same time, I think that it's really important to uh, say thank you to you because you work harder than a lot of kids have to work and you do a lot more than a lot of kids in this world have to do. So, you know, thank you for taking care of your siblings. I want to say that to you. And if you don't hear it enough or or if you do, I think it's a pretty special thing what you're doing for your family. And I think that you should be very proud of yourself for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. So with that being said... It's only fitting to say something nice, Austin, and then put you on the hot seat. So, but you're going to put me on the hot seat too. So it's fair. Uh, it's going to be called. It's called rapid fire. We've done it for years on the show. It's got nothing to do with sports. So you can ask me three questions. I'm going to ask you three questions. We don't know what we're going to ask each other. We have no idea what it's about. You can literally ask me anything in the world, and I have to answer it. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. Well, you got the first question. So. When you're ready, whatever question you have for me, go ahead. If you could meet any celebrity in the world, who would it be? If I could meet any celebrity in the world, who would it be? I would say if he was still alive, it would have been Robin Williams. But I'm going to pick somebody who is alive. So... If I could meet anybody in the world or any celebrity in the world, who would I meet? Why? I would have to pick. Well, this is tough. Hmm. I would say Robert Downey Jr. because my goatee kind of looks like his, so it's a little little ode to Iron Man. And I have the uh, I, I have the actual glass, the Edith glasses that he gave to Spider Man. I have a replica of those that I wear. So I would have to meet Robert Downey Jr. I would also, uh, I would want to meet Denzel Washington because he has been a very uh, inspirational actor. Uh, seems to be, uh, he just spreads good messages and uh, and I think that that's pretty awesome. So I'd want to meet him. I'd want to spend a day with Samuel L. Jackson because I just feel like we would laugh and we'd have fun. Um, Will Smith, I would pick Will Smith. So yeah, there's a bunch of them, but... Probably Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson would be my top right now. So I'm going to throw that back to you because I kind of want to know what you would say because I like that question. So I'm going to steal. What's what's a famous person would you want to spend the day with and why? Ooh, I have two that I could think of that I would definitely want to meet up with okay. and like talk story with them. One celebrity I'd want to meet up with would be Dwayne Johnson. Um, I used to love WWE, and he used to be my favorite wrestler, and I remember watching him in WrestleMania against um, John Cena and when he won, and I loved him, like, his work in Fast Five, like, the, it's like a movie in the Fast and Furious series, and I really loved just his character and who he was, and the second person I'd have to pick would be um, the comedian Gabriel Iglesias, 
Yes. Because he's super funny and I I watch him every day and I can laugh at the same joke a hundred times. Yeah, I, I learned a lot from from and first of all, two great choices. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I think that's uh, phenomenal. I forgot about him. Probably would be cool to hang with him for a day. And Gabriel Iglesias, which I thought was funny because uh, Fluffy, as he is called, he he's been to Hawaii. And and what I what I uh, I actually learned about you know your culture a little bit through listening to his comedy. And and that's when he said he goes, it's not Hawaii, it's not Hawaii. He goes, it's Hawaii. And so like when he did it on stage and everybody went nuts. And then he he had said the words, which I spoke to Kayla and Ellis about this a little bit. Uh, he he had said uh, the words Howley. Uh, so, you know, Howley, and obviously that means the white man. And uh, he had he had said, what other words did he use? He used the, uh, he uh, he said, Roger that, Roger that. And, um, and uh, what was the other? Oh my gosh, I just talked about it with Kalen. So it was uh, Shoots. Shoots was the other one. Oh yeah. So, so you like Gabriel? Did you see Gabriel Iglesias when he came to Hawaii, or no? No, I was young, but I wish I did. So you like him? He talks about your culture. Do you like that? I mean, does he get it right when he talks about the culture? Is he totally wrong? Is he is he pretty good? Because I've I've heard a lot about your culture through the words of a comedian, Gabriel Iglesias, but he seems to really respect the culture. So would you say that he, he's on point with it? It does. Is he, is he spreading uh, truth when he's talking about it? I feel like he was really on point when he was talking about it. And that's why, that's what made it so funny because it was on point and he, the joke was super good. And you know, I, and, and I found out that shoots means like a ton of different things. And, you know, it, it, but do you, do you actually, in your culture, do you say shoots and Roger that, or do you just say shoots? say both. Like, it's like a yes. You mean yes, bye, and like other things that people consider to be. So if, if, if shoots and Roger that could both mean I agree or yes, like that's good. When do you use shoots and when do you use Roger that? How would you differentiate um, like, shoot, you can use it, like, you're saying bye to a friend, and instead of saying, like, instead of shaking the hand bye, you can throw a shotgun and say, shoot, and that means, like, goodbye. And when someone's telling you something, like, if they're telling, some, telling you something and you agree on it, you can say, Raja. Okay, fair enough. So if, so, so if you're saying goodbye to somebody normally... Then you could say shoots, and then Roger, 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 or Roger. That would be to you agree, you understand. I get it. So okay, I like it. I like the culture. That's good stuff. What's your next question for me? If you could be the main character in any movie, what would it be? If I could be the main character in any movie, I would be Spider-Man because I loved the character growing up as a kid. Is a comic book that I collected the most of one character because I like the X-Men too, but I grew up on Spider-Man and Venom was my favorite hero, anti-hero, villain thing, and uh, Spider-Man was my favorite hero. And I would say that if I had played Spider-Man back in the beginning, there wouldn't be three versions. It would just be me, and we'd be on Spider-Man 9 by now or whatever it is. 
But uh, yeah, I'd let them suspend me from a building and shoot me out of a cannon. If I'm going to play Spider-Man, I want to put the suit on. I want to, I don't know, stunt double. I want to do it myself. Don't you think that's the way you should do it? Yeah, I feel like it's more fun and you're more into it. Right. You know, I don't want people to come see them. Like, let's say you and I go see the movie that I'm playing Spider-Man. You're like, is that you? And yeah, I was like, yeah, that's me in the diner. But when he's flying around, it's somebody else. No, I want to be the one flying around doing my thing. So I would, uh. I would for sure play Spider-Man, and I want Sony and Marvel to both know that I am available for when they call. <laughs> That's good. What is, What is your favorite uh, superhero of all time? I think my favorite superhero of all time would have to be... It's a hard one. I think it'd have to be Superman. I always... When I was younger, the first superhero I watched was Superman. And I always wanted to fly. And when he could fly in his cape, I always thought that was super cool. And and what I think is interesting is you mentioned Superman. In the DC Comics, someone that Superman fights is Black Adam. Black Adam is being played by The Rock in an upcoming DC movie. So something to check out as well. Definitely going to watch it. What's your final question for me, Austin? Mm. Questions are hard to think of. Oh, if you could, if you could live on an island, or if you could live somewhere for a week on vacation, where would it be? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Well, I will tell you, and it's total truth. I would love to come to Hawaii. I've wanted to for a very long time. But if I could only choose one place, it would be uh, difficult. But I'd have to choose between Italy and Spain because of my family being there. So I would... That'd be a tough choice. Maybe I'd split it in half. But uh, but I know that my, I have family in Spain. I believe we still have family in Italy. I know we have family in Spain because they keep in touch. So I would have to go there to see them and experience that. But uh, on my list of places that I like have to go, it's it's Hawaii, Italy, Spain, in no specific order, Italy, Spain. Um, there's a few other places I want to go to. I'd like to go somewhere in Africa. I'd like to maybe just experience uh, the, the African continent in some way, shape, or form. And probably maybe Brazil something like that. And, you know, I, I kind of, I mean, I would like to travel the world. So I think it would be kind of cool to do that. I wish there was a real Wakanda though. I I'm a big black Panther fan. So I wish that there was an actual Wakanda in Africa. I'd be there in a heartbeat. So did you see that movie or no? Yeah. I saw black Panther. Yeah. So Wakanda that, what'd you say? Wakanda would be a good place to go to. Yeah. It would be amazing. I would, I would love to go to Wakanda and get to, experience that and and get some vibranium take it home but uh, my my <laughs> my last question for you austin is if you were the president of the united states right now and let's say coronavirus is over so we're not nothing about that let's say the world is going on as it typically does what would be your message to the world right now if you were the president? Like, 
coronavirus didn't happen or if it just finished? It, it, like, let's say it just finished and it's over. What would be your message to the world? Oh. Hey, big one. Everyone's looking at me. Um, I'd probably say... What would I say? I have to think about this one. I'd probably say, like, something about everyone coming together after this whole thing and supporting each other and not blaming anyone, not trying to, you know, go against everyone or go against each other and just coming together, no matter how hard it would be, just trying to make it all good again. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, and I respect that, and I I think that... We should have known how to come together before. Hopefully, we can learn how to do it now. And uh, especially after all of this, appreciate the blessings that we have. That coming to you from Austin Cowhey of the 2021 College Football Incoming Recruiting Class. Offers from Hawaii as well as Navy and Syracuse. Coming from the islands of Hawaii and spending some time with us here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this morning. I appreciate it very much, Austin. And I want to thank you so much for being a part of today's show it really does mean a lot to me and i look forward to the opportunity of having you back on the show sometime soon okay yeah thank you thank you for having me all right thank you uh, very much and i got two things to say to you Uh, one of them is please stay safe and the second one is shoots shoots all right man i'll talk to you see you later see take care